episode 534 of the PlayStation Nation podcast coming to you once again. I am Glenn along with Josh. That's me. <laughs> That's him. That's uh, a me. <laughs> That's you, Josh and Luigi. Hey. Actually, I know a guy named Luigi. Yeah? I, think I worked I... with a guy named Luigi for a long time. I went to high school with a guy named Luigi, but I don't know a Mario <laughs> or a Luigi, I don't think, anymore. That was the guy, when I walked in for that interview at that that job I had in the city for years, uh-huh. for like a decade, or decade and a half, oh my gosh. Um, hey, I've had this job for in, a decade. <laughs> and it was, it was the, the two of the founders, one was wearing a suit, the other one was wearing just like a, I forget what he was wearing, like something much less casual, okay, or much less uh, formal. And then uh, Rage Against the Machine was blasting, and Luigi comes walking out of the server room with his absurdly long hair, and he's putting together a server right there while Rage Against the Machine is blasting, and I'm sitting at this conference table with the two founders doing an interview, and I was like... Yeah, I think I could work here. This could be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all nice and, and rosy for a while on a startup like that, and then things just start going downhill. Like the company doesn't want to spend money on free soda anymore because they found out how much it costs, and then they take no, away your that bottled didn't ha- water. And that didn't happen until we got sold to a bigger company. Oh yeah, and then everything yeah. went to shit. When it was when it was those guys, everything was great right through the ups and downs and everything. It, they just their thing was no. We have a wall of candy, and we have a, a refrigerator filled with every sugary drink you can imagine. <laughs> I gained so much weight there; it was absurd. <laughs> because they also had a thing called Urban Fetch going on, and Urban Fetch was. Um, was you know this was the height of the internet boom this was 1999 2000 sure and uh when it, you would you would order online and as long as you ordered like 10 dollars worth of merchandise they would have it to you within a half hour they oh, okay. had just like guys on courier bikes basically yeah um <clears throat> there, was, so there was something like that would, in chicago too i just can't remember what the hell it was called anymore yeah, so we would order the Krispy Kreme, a uh, twelve uh, dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Jeez! <laughs> like, whenever we just got bored, we're like, let's get a dozen Krispy Kreme from Urban Fetch. Wow! <laughs> and yeah, it was bad. It was really bad, Jeez. but it was awesome. Well, I mean, my office <clears throat> in in Illinois, not in, not downtown Chicago, but uh, the one that I had out in Vernon Hills, there was a Krispy Kreme down the street. There was a Portillo's within walking distance. Which that was bad. Like I probably gained twenty pounds just off that. We had a um, a BD's Mongolian barbecue, which is awesome. Um, we had a TGI Fridays that we could walk to. I mean, there were all these great, 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 great restaurants within three minutes of our office. It was really bad for your health. And downtown Chicago well, wasn't any, if, any better, really. If Luigi worked with you. He would have gone with you to the Mongolian barbecue and told you why it sucked and why it was not authentic Mongolian. Well, duh. Because that's what he does. He does. He did it to everyone that opened up in New York, and they they opened up a lot of them around us. Yeah. And he'd had he had to go there, and then he would he would berate the guys working it, and they're like, I, "What? I they're just doing what? their job, man." You know. <laughs> yep. Although I will say, I like BDs more than it was a, awesome. A new one that's been. <clears throat> 
kind of propagating in Wisconsin called Who Hot. Uh, BDs had like actual spices you could throw in and these oils, and oh, it was so good. Mm. But Who Hot, eh, it's all right. It's nothing great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, like, we still see, I still talk to Luigi a lot. He lives on Staten Island. Mm. Um, and he has two girls that are about the ages of our kids. Um, but oddly enough, I, I drive back and forth all the time to Brooklyn, you know, on the weekends and everything. I have randomly on the Staten Island Expressway and even on like the Belt Parkway, uh, like out on out towards Long Island that yeah. way, their car has just driven up next to me. <laughs> and I've spotted them because they have the exact same car as me, but they have a very they have a personalized license plate. So I, you know, out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, oh, that's my car. Oh, oh, wait, that's them. Hey, <laughs> and then I'll I'll call them or I'll text them. I'm like, you just passed me. <laughs> so it's like it's like living in Wisconsin, pretty much anywhere. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Where you just run I mean, into everybody. And, and you know. It just, but that's the thing. It it blows me away that in a city the size of New York. And all the times that I could have left or all the traffic that I could have hit, all the random things that could have happened. Oh, yeah. And I still drive past them, like, I'd, I'd say seven or eight times in the past year. It's crazy. Because <laughs> they're tracking you, man. Yep. That's absurd. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I just want to warn people ahead of time, if you hear any audio weirdness tonight or if the track gets a lot of sync or whatever... Uh, Skype has been a real pain in the ass tonight, and even listening to Josh, I'm hearing all these clicks and weird like things. So mm. I just want to warn people ahead of time that Skype is acting like a piece of shit tonight. Worse than usual. It's funny it it did when you first got on, but it sounds smooth on my side now. Oh no! With you so. talking, I, I I keep hearing all these little like weird things just constantly. Mm. So just letting people know. Just just forewarning you, Skype sucks. And I love whenever I bitch about Skype, they're like, well, why don't you use Discord? Well, I don't have a recorder for Discord. So, we have a recorder for Skype. <laughs> so, there. That's why. <clears throat> so, all right. Enough of this uh, silly banter, because we have some housekeeping to do. Hmm. Yeah. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Go away. I come in anyway? No, go away. I come in anyway. So if you want to want to reach us, if you want to find out what more you can do with, with the PS Nation community, all you have to do is go over to psnation.com. There you'll find uh, all the different reviews, the three news items we put up this this week. Actually, the three posts since last podcast that we put up this week. Uh, you'll find, <laughs> yeah. Um, Around I, PS Nation should be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be really easy because we're covering two of those in the news items. Uh, and, and part of that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm to blame too. I haven't gotten any reviews written and hopefully things will kind of calm down next week. Uh, but, uh, you, what you can do is you can go over to the left side of the front page of psnation.com and you'll find the contact us section there. So you can hit that contact us button, like the two emailers that we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, and you can just send us an email that way or shoot one over to podcast at psnation.com. You can also find our Twitter accounts if you want to follow Josh can do so at PJF Josh. If you want to follow me, you can do that at Torgo PSN and follow our main account at PS Nation. You can also find our uh, PSN IDs. Again, if you want to friend us on, on PSN, please do. Just throw a quick note in the invite to let us know that you're from PS Nation so that we don't think you're some random weirdo. At least we'll know your name if you're a weirdo. You know, 
a little bit more of that personal feel. So we can name our weirdos when we start getting stalked. Yeah, I've gotten some <laughs> odd ones. I got some douchebag, and he's probably listening, um, uh, or probably not. Hey, that's uh, me. But whoever. <laughs> he basically, uh, he thought he was clever. Um, so oh. what he did was... <laughs> they always he, do, he, Josh. <laughs> he set up... He set up a PSN ID of Philip J. Fry. And at first glance, it looks exactly like mine. Like it's spelled exactly the same. And I'm like, what? What the? F- How? What? Uh, and I look a little bit at closer at it. No. the For the L's, for the uh, two L's, the one is a capital I and the other one is an L. Uh, lowercase L. Because you can see there's a slight difference in size between the two of them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's clever. So I just blocked him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, all he did was write like, ah, or something like that. And I went, mm, yeah, great, block. <laughs> he had he was like a level one trophies with no trophies or anything he clearly just did it oh, yeah. just to so clever yes no, yeah no one clever here enough it was probably block. damon i think that was damon probably that sounds like a damon <laughs> oh, right that's there. right yeah clever enough to block that's okay <laughs> <laughs> trying to be clever eh? insta block yep yep uh, but yeah, send us a friend request. I, I just approved somebody today, and I will send you a real name request right away. Please authorize that, or I might be one to delete you. So, because mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a really cool feature. So I use that all the time. Uh, you can also find us over on Facebook if you look for PlayStation Nation, or you can just go to Facebook.com/slash PS Nation page. Uh, you can find us on all the different streaming services like TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, your mom. I don't know. A lot of different ones like that. Uh, and also, I was told, if anybody wants our show on Spotify, everyone needs to like tweet them or contact them in some way. That's, it sounds like that's the only way that they'll consider it for just about any podcast except for the really big ones like Mark Maron. Um, so they're at Spotify on Twitter, uh, just cause people are asking me every now and then, like, why aren't you on Spotify? And literally we cannot apply to be on Spotify. People have to request it. So just letting y'all know. Uh, yeah. And then last but not least, you know, we got to pay our bills somehow. We don't have a Patreon or anything, but we do have our affiliate store links section over psnation.com. So all we do ask is go over there. We got a lot of big sites like Amazon and Best Buy and Walmart. And uh, just click on that link to go to the store. When you do that, you buy something. doesn't change the pricing. doesn't change how it looks or anything. But we get a little piece of that uh, purchase uh, that helps us pay for our bills, our podcast file hosting. Uh, so we have those really fast downloads, <clears throat> and we don't have any caps. Our website hosting, uh, our tech support, uh, when we have to send Josh flowers every, every week. I mean, he's, he's a very demanding person, but he's so worth it. Just make sure it's not lilies. Uh, he gets very upset at lilies. No, well, they remind me of the monsters, and it just makes me sad. <laughs> that makes sense. You never explained it before. <laughs> well, that makes sense now. Yeah. Jeez. If you I would mean, only tell us. She's dead. What am I going to do? I'm sad. Yeah, well, it makes sense. It, make, it makes total sense. Wow. I feel like a dick now. Yep. <laughs> All right. Go. 
it's enough of my crap. Get on to uh, that humongous list of new releases. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, this one's weird. So I think I said this last week. Avon Colony is coming out tomorrow, but it's not. You did, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's coming out digitally tomorrow, but apparently it's coming out physically next week. Ah, okay. And I'm going to review it later tonight. Say uh, what? Because I've been playing it. Yes. Well, let me just say, uh, I sat down on Saturday and I said, you know, I'll check out the tutorial and maybe I'll play through part of the first mission, just kind of see how it is. And then nine hours later, (laughs) I said, all right, I need to get something to eat. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, it was that kind of game. It just got me. Uh, Then, In other words, uh, it totally sucks. Review done. Yes. Uh, that's twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, then this other one, which I already said something to Glenn off off mic. Um, I'm about to go nuts here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's called Shadow Tactics: Blades of the Shogun, and it is forty nine ninety nine. So I opened this up on Amazon, and they have a big screenshot there. And I looked at the screenshot and I said. To myself, I was, that looks like Commandos. And then I looked up information on it, and it's Commandos with ninjas. <laughs> and Commandos cool. is an old it's it's an old PC series. Uh, they did a couple on the PS2, but it just did not translate because the controls were too complex. Yeah. Um. But I loved that game. It's a real time tactics type game. Um, so with this one, uh, the publisher is Daedalic or Daedalic. I I still don't know how to pronounce that thing. I would say Daedalic. Uh, uh, Daedalic Entertainment and Mimimi Productions is the developer. (laughs) So real-time tactical stealth, uh, which just... Oh, I love so much. And what I loved about Commandos was the level of detail in the world. It was like a World War II thing. You had your four or five guys. You had your spy and your um, sharpshooter and your grunt. And, you know, you had basically all your little classes. And you would have to move them all one at a time into position and basically do whatever the mission was, but the level of detail in it. And it was just so much fun figuring out where to place guys and how to take guys out without getting spotted and do all these things. I, I spent so much time on that game. They based that on this, they based this on that game. So like, I wasn't crazy when I thought that they literally, these guys like commandos too. And they basically wanted to do the same kind of thing. It's, it's almost the same thing. So I'm freaking out about it. Uh, the whole thing, it's loosely based on Japan's Edo period, which was 1603 to 1868. I say loosely based because one of the guys you have is a sharpshooter. Who's got a, <laughs> who's got a sniper rifle, but in, in well? fairness, I looked it up in fairness. The sniper rifle was invented in 1854. So sure, it gets sure. in just under the wire. Yeah, no, it's, it's possible. Um, but from what I understand in it, there's the the, the gun. Everybody has guns, um, but you have your your samurai, your ninja, thief, 
spy and your sharpshooter. Um, but they've all got their special things like the, you know, the, the thief has traps and things like that. And the spy can, you know, change disguises and everything and distract people. Ninja's got his little throwing stars and all, and samurai will take out the, the big, uh, samurai on the other side. Um, but they all have guns too. All the other guys have guns. They don't, they didn't seem to use them in any of the videos I watched. Uh, but, uh, from what I understand, there's guns and grenades in the game and grenades have been around forever. (laughs) So that's not a big deal. Um, but I'm really excited for this one. It looks so cool. It's, it's, it's that same type of thing. It's that three quarter angle sort of look at a play field and you're back really far and you can see the movements of all the characters and they've got their vision cone. You click on them and you can see their vision cone. Um, you have to kill them and hide the bodies and everything. It's very stealthy and it's, Oh man, (laughs) it's my game. This is just, yeah. Commandos was my kind of game. Uh, and they've, they've worked on this to optimize it for the PS4 and the controls for the PS4 and everything. So I'm really excited for this. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's rare that you hear Josh Langford excited about something. So, Oh my gosh, seriously. They better not fuck and this, it up. Between, well, between Avon colony and this, uh, these, these developers are hitting these games that I used to love so much. I spent, I spent days and days and days at a time on sim city you yeah. know and i spent days at a time on commandos and now back to back two kind of spiritual <laughs> successors to those games are coming out on the same freaking day <laughs> it's yeah, crazy yeah. so yeah i'm a little excited nice very so, cool but that's it that's all that's coming out just those two Well, let's talk about some news. Well, I got a couple items this week. Uh, First up, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, The PvP is coming soon. I think we talked about that last week, but they're going to be doing an open beta. So if you're playing some Ghost Recon, uh, you know, Wildlands, you're into the PvP stuff, uh, which is called, the mode is called Ghost War. Uh, It's going to be available on all platforms, no, platforms, later this summer. And mm-hmm. the full motor will release as a free update to all Ghost Recon Wildlands owners in the fall. Uh, it doesn't really say how to get into the beta, so I don't know if it's just... Oh, it's open, so it's just an open beta. You can probably download or throw into the game. Uh, it's also going to integrate the new PvP mechanics into the rest of the game, including suppressing fire and sound markers to create a true military, strategic, team-based multiplayer mode. Uh, and they're also updating the helicopter controls and, the, and that big fix that's coming too. Thank goodness. Although Ben Palmer, holy shit, he is like he's like TC in that helicopter. Uh, he can just fly that thing all over the place. It's crazy. So it's probably going to break it for him. All right. <laughs> it's going to be like Riptide all over again with that big lumbering pink helicopter. But yeah, so I, I don't personally think I'm that interested in PvP I, for this game. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I'll definitely try it. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to be into that or not. I like the co-op aspect of it. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. Yeah. And this next one, holy shit. Yeah. 
All right, so at San Diego Comic-Con, there was a lot of Crash Bandicoot news. Indeed. Oddly enough. So the big one is that uh, there was a level that was this fabled level that never got into the game, Stormy Ascent. Uh, It was designed by Naughty Dog way back when and never made it into the final game. Uh, It is now available in the PlayStation Store to download as part of the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. It's free for the next 30 days, although less than that now because that news came out a couple days ago. It was like Saturday. Uh, And then it's going to be three bucks after that. So good price. Uh, This is a brutal brutal level if you're having a hard time anywhere in the game already <laughs> you're not going to get through this ever <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it is a nasty level so uh just be forewarned uh get it while it's free so that way well, you that's the thing you, even if you don't own the game go grab yeah, it because grab i it have a feeling someday sometime this is probably going to be a playstation plus game or it's going to be really really cheap sometime Obviously not now or in the near future, but at some point it might be. So it'd be nice to have that level to try out at least. Yep. Uh, Then Dark Horse Comics uh, announced that they're bringing a hardcover book called The Crash Bandicoot Files. How... Oh, yeah, it does say. How Willy the Wombat Sparked Marsupial Mania. Uh, and that's coming March 2018. And one of the cool things is it contains the original design document for Crash Bandicoot and the original concept illustrations and insight into how it became the game it is, essentially. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, then Loot Crate is doing an exclusive Crash t-shirt uh, in the July Loot Crate um, but you have to order that by ooh, the 27th, which is just in a couple days. Yeah. Uh, by 9 p.m. on the 27th. And, oh, is that the shirt? Greetings from Insanity Beach. Indeed. <clears throat> we have a picture on the website. Yeah. So take a look at the website. Uh, then Crash Moji was announced, which will be an emoji and sticker app. Uh, it's available on the Apple App Store, Google Play Store. You'll be able to type messages into the app to share as emojis and take selfies with the sticker cam and then add crash, aku aku, and message them without having to cut and paste. Uh, wait, does that mean you can message from the app to anybody? Or do they also have to have the app? No, if it's like the other ones, uh, it's... It's more stickers and everything that you can usually put into your chat programs. But I don't know. Mm. It, it depends on the app, and it's all kinds of weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that and, is all the crash news. Yeah, and I, I want to say thanks to... I always get his last name wrong, so I'm sorry, but our, our listener, John uh, Montegudo uh, from San Diego, uh, who we've met a few times. He always comes to our meetups. Uh, he, it was funny. He was at the, at the, uh, the, 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 the session there. And he writes something up really quick on his iPad and emails it to us. And he's like, you know, trying to get us on, on Twitter and everything. By the time I got it and read it, we got the PR stuff from Activision. And it was basically all the same stuff he was telling us, but they had more detail. I'm like, well, I'll just send this to the guys. So 
Because he's like, use my write up, use my write up. But it would have, you know, we had to edit and everything else, and we didn't have any assets and blah, blah, blah. So, but thanks to John for sending that over. That was really nice of him. We're not forgetting about you, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm just reading that. He says, last, uh, he says he's lost 25 pounds and he looks super sexy. Oh. Hey, he's yeah. been putting some pictures up from uh, SDCC because uh, he went, well, I mean, he lives down there, so he just went to Comic Con every yeah. day. I, you know, it's it's weird. Like, I always get this feeling when people are at it, like, I really should go sometime. And then I see other pictures of the crowd, and I'm like, nah, I don't want to go. Because at least the Javits Center, the crowd was big, but it's a big enough place that it doesn't really, it doesn't really annoy you there. Like, yeah. that one time I went to Comic-Con there, it didn't really get too bad, you know. Um, but well, everything I see it, in San Diego looks just cramped as hell. Even Even though it's a bigger crowd in New York... It, the crowd, for the most part, kind of gets swallowed up in there. You know, there are areas yeah, that get yeah. jammed up, but for the most part, you can get from place to place without really having a problem. Yeah, I think the so, only place I really like got annoyed at the crowd was actually on the show floor itself, like walking around Artist Alley and all that stuff. Well, uh, that got a little annoying yeah, at times, but it wasn't anything like it wasn't anything bad. Yeah, when there's signings and stuff, you'll get a crowd. And oh, yeah. signings pop up randomly at different booths all during the day. So you just know to, all right, I need to stay away from that area right now and just go over <laughs> here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of that, uh, enough of that crap because we got, we got to tell people what we've been playing and stuff. So why don't you get started? Mm. Me? Okay. Yeah, you. Uh, okay, so I played a little more MLB The Show. Nice. And I actually stopped fucking around, and I got serious, and I'm tearing up the AAA circuit now. And the press had me in front of my locker asking about, do I think it's about time I get called up to the bigs, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, hey, I'm just taking it one game at a time. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and God willing. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, we'll see. It looks like uh I'm, I might be on the cusp of getting called back up. Nice. So that's all, that's all right. Uh, I played a little more of Yonder. I need to get a review written up for that. Uh I played a crap ton of Avon Colony. <laughs> Obviously. I, I Hopefully, played it. yeah. Oh my gosh. I I literally played it from like maybe 10 on Saturday till midnight, 1am, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it was crazy. And I've played it since then too. Um, very, very impressed. Uh, then if you're done. some, yeah, I'll do the review after, uh, then infinite mini golf. All right. Uh, played some of that. The only thing I don't like about that, yeah. unless I miss something, you just kind of get thrown into the game. You have no idea really what the controls are. I mean, the controls aren't that complex, but like I just get thrown in and it's like, okay, here's the first hole, go. And I'm like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> and it took me a while to just get a handle on how it works and what's going on in it and everything. Yeah. I've finished all of the all of the easy holes because you start an easy, you can't you can't go to any harder. Um, mm-hmm. So I've finished all the easy ones and I've moved on to the next level now. 
So I've gone through yeah. all four sections and, you know, all those courses. Well, I like I like the way it looks and everything. I really oh, like yeah. the that's that's the kind of stuff I love. That's what I loved in the old mini golf one. Um, that it's just those fantasy type courses and things, and you can make all these crazy, crazy things. Like where I was was it's like all these cardboard golf courses inside a room, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we played a bunch of Minecraft bunch of minecraft all right and i had to go start it up for him i have to do something about that ps4 in the living room because it's got that issue with the static buildup and it just starts randomly and spits out discs and it does all this and what i've noticed it's only when the hard drive is plugged in huh as far as i can tell because i you know, shut the hard drive down, took it, and I took it upstairs and had it upstairs and left it up there for like a day or two. And I came back, and the one in the living room was totally fine. Like, that's totally pretty fine. weird because you yeah. and I have the same drive, and I've never had that problem. Yep. And I don't have that problem with the PS4 upstairs. It's only the one in the living room. Yeah. And it's, and it seems to be only when the hard drive is plugged in that it'll randomly do that. And the problem is when it does that and it does it every single time, um, every single time you leave it, basically when you start up the PS4 again, it has to re-index the hard drive and at yeah. five terabytes, it's, it takes fucking forever to re-index the hard drive. Oh yeah. Yeah, it does. So I really need to figure that out. I, I'm, I don't feel like, opening the whole thing up and doing whatever that fix is, but I'm probably going to have to at this point. Um, but either way, so Mason is playing Minecraft by himself right now. Uh, okay. We were playing, we skipped the tutorial ish kind of thing again. And we were in that first area. The first area is a whole series of tutorial type places. Essentially you, you walk up to something and it gives you all this information. Oh, this is how you craft things. And these are animals and this is what you do with animals. So the only problem is when you're playing with a five-year-old, he's like, daddy, look at this. So what happens when I do this? And if I do this, what am I going to do? And what, look, I'm going over here and I'm doing, and I'm like, I'm trying to read. Let me read yeah. this so I can understand how the fuck we do anything in this game. Um, but I was able to get enough out of it that suddenly we figured out how to craft things. Suddenly we, we found horses and we were able to tame horses and get on them and take them, you know, ride them all over the place. Uh, we were able to do a bunch of stuff. Like I was crafting armor for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, so we were both putting on armor and, and we were essentially moving forward in the game, which we hadn't done up to that point. Uh, so we were able to, we did all the stuff that we could in that area and found a whole bunch of things. And then I said, well, let's try to get out of here and move forward, move out off into the distance and see what's out there and explore some more. So we got over this little area, this broken bridge and made our way to, uh, this little spot. I was like, well, this looks like a good spot. It's a, 
pretty decent clearing. I'll build a house real quick and then we'll be safe, you know, at night. Sure. So we don't lose everything because you die and you've lost everything. Um, and we found out that a lot of it stays there. If you can make it back to that spot quick enough. Um, but we haven't figured out, especially now that we've moved away, it keeps respawning us back in the start of the tutorial area. Hmm. So you have to run and get all the way to where you were. There there has to be a way to change your spawn point, and I haven't figured that out yet because I haven't read anything. I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten into the any of the information in the game yet. Um but I built this big house and we were in there with our horses <laughs> and we found beds too. So I, I, you know, got the beds, brought them over and put them in the house so that when it gets dark, we can just jump in the beds, go to sleep and it's light again immediately. Sure. Um, because when it's dark, there's more monsters out and it's much more dangerous and you don't want to leave the house. So we would go to bed and wake up and it would be light out and I would expand the house. Basically I would, cut a little hole. I would go outside and expand the house big out there and then break open the wall. So then suddenly the house is bigger. Huh? And, and as we're doing this, I was like, you know what? I mean, if we really want to, we got nothing else to do. I could just keep expanding the house until it takes over this entire area. And we could just push all the monsters right off the edge and into the water. <laughs> 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 and we both started laughing at that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that, but I probably could. <laughs> um, so we've just been messing around in there. And right now he's in that house and he's trying to decide what he wants to do, whether he wants to step outside. He's afraid to step outside because he doesn't want to lose the cool sword he has and, and all this other stuff. Sure. Um, so I'm not sure what he's doing right now. Uh, but it's actually, you know, as you kind of get a handle on it, once it starts to make more sense, it's actually a lot of fun. Um, I just need to, what I need to do, I need to sit down on my own when he's not here and I need to read through all the tutorials and I need to go through it all and get a handle on it myself so that I can just explain it to him rather than trying to read it and learn it with him in my ear the whole time. Um, because it's just too hard to do, you know, he's, he always wants to jump in and he always wants to show me something and he always wants to do something. And it just, sure, it's too hard to learn when all that is going on. <laughs> so, um, but it's, it's fun. It's much more fun than I expected it to be. I mean, I know everybody has, has known this for years, um, but it just always seems so confusing to me. Yeah. Um, I have it. I, I, I tried to play it a couple of times, but I just couldn't get into it. I, I don't have the patience for a game like that. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I think they've done, well, I know they've done a much better job with the tutorials and stuff with the PS4 um, because they've had all these iterations to kind of get it right at this point. Yeah. Um, like the one on the 360 made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. I was alone doing that and I was baffled. Um, but, you know, when I had a minute to to read it and understand it, 
it it all made sense and it was all very simple and very straightforward um, for the most part. I mean, there's a couple things where it says, okay, and all you have to do is do this. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> how, how do I do that? <laughs> yeah. I do. To what button do I hit? Is there something I need? You're not really explaining it well enough. There, I'm missing something here. Um, but that's not that often. Um, so it's not that bad. Um, but it's it's pretty cool. Uh, we've been having fun with it. So cool. Uh, that is pretty much all I played. I don't think I really watched anything significant. Hmm. Uh, not that I can think of. I've just been still watching the Goldbergs. Um, still enjoying that. You know, they play fast and loose. I, I think they've gotten better at it, but they they kind of play fast and loose with the years. <laughs> Because the every every episode starts off and he's like it's November second, nineteen eighty something, and blah blah blah, you know, so they can just do whatever they want essentially. Sure, but but it all pretty much takes place in the early eighties, and at one point they're like it was you know whatever date it was like February fourth, nineteen eighty something, and the Berlin Wall had just fallen. I'm like, wait a second, that was nineteen eighty nine. I remember that. <laughs> I know exactly when that was. I, I was like, you guys, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, but for the most I part, a, yeah, I was a junior in high school in 89. Wow. Wait, 89? Yeah, really? I was class 90. Huh. Or wait, was it actually, did the Berlin, Berlin Wall fall in 90? Uh, I thought it was 92. No, it wasn't 92. No, I know what where I, I was living on I was in college, and I know where I was living on campus, and it was my second, my second year, my second year on campus. So that would have been November ninth, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, it would have been yeah eighty nine. Yeah, yep. November eighty nine. They they barely got it in <laughs> November ninth. Yep, but they wanted it. They basically needed the Berlin Wall for as a metaphor for what they were doing ah, you know, okay. in the story in the show, which. You know, I was like, all right, all right. So uh, they're playing a little fast and loose with the with the dates there. Sure. Um, but it's a TV show and it's a comedy, so who yeah, cares? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the other thing that kind of bugged me is that I'm in season three now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that in the first season, first or second season, um, the father in the show, Murray mm. Goldberg, ah. his dad is played by, Oh, isn't it George oh, Siegel? I can't remember. The, no, no, that's the mother's dad. Oh, okay. Um, and he's there all the time. The father's dad. Cause the, the uh, father's not Jeff around. Garland, right? Sorvino, Paul Sorvino. Oh, okay. oh yeah, really? The father's Jeff Garland. Yeah. Holy shit. So his dad was played by Paul Sorvino. They're waiting in line for ET or, or, Empire Strikes Back or Jedi or one of them. Okay. And, and Pop Pop walks by and they're like, and he's like, it was so weird because he was there with his dad and he was like, it was so weird that, you know, we live in the same town and we never see the man. And <laughs> I didn't understand why. <laughs> um, so he goes into the whole thing and, you know, they have a whole episode with him and everything. And then you don't see him again. And then season three comes along and, and they're like, oh, and there's Pop-Pop and it's Judd Hirsch now. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So they had to recast for whatever reason. I'm kind of bummed out about that. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's a big change from Paul Sorvino to to Judd Hirsch. Hirsch. Yeah, that's that's a big yeah. change. Uh, but he's trying to play him the same grumpy, jerky way. Sure. And it's just it's weird. Yeah, um, but I mean, Paul Sorvino, I think, is one of those people that he may be the nicest person in the world, but you could be sitting in a room with him, and just his look would probably make you get scared enough yeah. to get up and walk out. Yeah, you know, and it's great because they had him. He, you know, he's all hunched over and he's got like a comb over and everything, and he's all, eh, yeah. What's your problem? You're a moron. Uh, he's all just grumpy asshole, and it was just, it was great casting. I, I thought it was really cool, and I was like, I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow, holy shit, really? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like big. I didn't see him as a as a, yeah, as a sitcom actor, you know. Well, maybe, um, maybe that's why just, they had to recast it. Maybe he was only they didn't know if the show was going to go very far or, you know, whatever. And he only signed on yeah, to do well, a season or two. But he no, he was only in one episode, oh. and I think it was sometime in the second season. Um, so it was just it was huh. strange. I'm trying to I'm trying to look up of where he was. Holy shit! Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, I'm scrolling back. Yeah, I'm scrolling back. He has so many freaking credits. This is why they couldn't get him. He's working like a madman. Oh, yeah. 2018, 2018, 2017, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 14. Jeez. Um, he was in one episode called The Most Handsome Boy on the Planet as Ben Pop-Pop Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And then he's just, yeah, he's been working his ass off. That's probably why they, they had to recast. They couldn't get him. His schedule is just, how the fuck is he doing all that? Oh, my gosh. Because he's Paul Servino. Yeah, but he's, wait, 1939. He's like 78 years old right yeah, now. Yeah. 79 years old. Oh, my gosh. Holy shit. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Go, Paul. Huh. Wait, is my math right there? When was he born? 39? Yeah, 70. Yeah, 70. He, yeah, because my mom was born in 1940, and she's 77. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my mom so was born in 39. 78. But- I don't know. 78. Yeah. All right. Because it's, <laughs> it's 60 plus 70 plus 70. Yeah. 78. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Are you done? I guess. With the, with the math working cast? his ass off. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the calendar podcast. Uh, coming up next, 1947. Was it a bitch year or not? We'll find out. <laughs> All right. Depends on where in the world you lived. Uh, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Actually, that's every year. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, so I, I, uh, I loaded up the Galaxy S6, which is my old phone. I kept it around uh, specifically for the Gear VR headset, and uh, I figured I'd get that thing out and start messing around with some stuff. And uh, it's funny. I mean, that Galaxy S6 hasn't been turned on in probably five months. So of course there were just a buttload of Android 
uh, firmware updates and then all the app updates for the stuff mm. I have. And I clean that thing off. It doesn't have a SIM in it anymore. It doesn't get on the phone network anymore. Um, so I took everything off. I took Twitter off of it and you know Facebook and all that stuff. And it's literally just for the Gear VR. So I just have the Oculus uh, front end on there and then the, the Oculus games or whatever from the store and got in and played some stuff. Uh, there was like a Blade Runner 2049 thing that was kind of an interactive thing, but it was really fast. Like it was done in three minutes. And and then it it just had a button like continue. So I continued. It was the same thing again. I'm like, wait, that was it. So that was a little just because it was kind of neat, but it really didn't it didn't need to be Blade Runner. I mean, it was just flying cars. It didn't really make much sense. Um, yeah, it was it was a little weird. Uh, but the big I, I forgot about the big problem with with the Gear VR and the and the Galaxy S6, and that is uh, even though I leave the cover off. Uh, because you can put a cover on over the phone to make it look nicer. Uh, the damn thing overheats like crazy. And after about 15 minutes of doing something else, it started overheating. So I was getting all these messages like, oh, stop playing for a while and let your phone cool down. And I'm like, really? I wasn't even doing anything that hmm. crazy. So I didn't do that, do much of that. Uh, played some more of that Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I uh, streamed it the other day because... Uh, NVIDIA's GeForce Experience uh, software actually has streaming built into it, uh, and it's got recording built into it, and that's how we get some footage at E3 and, and other events. So I knew it was there. I just didn't know really how to do anything. <clears throat> so I kind of messed around with it, and I got it streaming, and the audio was effed up and everything, but played that for a little while. I'm, I'm starting to understand a little bit more, but I'm still having a lot of problems. And the thing is, like, I understand why it's so popular. I really do get it. Uh, the premise is is pretty outstanding, but it's clunky as fuck. <laughs> like it's just control wise and everything else. It's just clunky. And you can tell that it's a, it, you know, it's a mod. It's a, it's a total conversion of Arma three. Uh, so like vaulting over, uh, walls, something like that. It doesn't have any vaulting animation. They said they're adding it. Uh, that's part of the big patch coming in whenever. Uh, but like it has to be really low to the ground. You can't even get over like a regular sized wall. That's not even like halfway up your chest. Uh, so it's stuff like that. So it's Grand Theft Auto three. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Oh, there's a curb. I'm stuck. Yeah. And that's kind of how I, I was getting stuck on shit and it, it it's just clunky, you know? And, and, but I, I think it looks really good. It, it's neat. I just need to learn how to play it because I got sniped like two or three times. Like I was in a building both times and I just got sniped and dead. And I'm like, wow, what, what? You know, so shit like that. Like, I couldn't figure out how to um, use a med kit, so I had to go and look in the controls, and it's like a different button. I'm like, why can't I just click on it and use it? Why can't? Why do I have to have a separate button assigned to it? You know, it, it's shit yeah. like that, and that's why. I mean, it's it's overly complex controls, but I think it might be limited because he's using the Armor Three engine, and you know, that's that kind of crap. So I just have to learn it and figure out if I want to keep playing it. Obviously, this game works better if you're in a squad. So I might, uh, my Battlefield guys, a lot of those guys from my clan, uh, play it. So I might get on with them and, you know, tag along and, and learn how to play it. I don't know yet. Um, but I, I do get why it's so popular. I just don't know if it's, I don't know if I'm willing to go through that learning curve and figure it out, I guess. I don't know. Because I don't know if it's my style of game either. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, and then I didn't realize it was coming out, but uh, for the Neo Geo, King of the Monsters came out out of nowhere. Uh, King of the Monsters is a badass game uh, that I do own on, on home cartridge, one of the expensive ones. Uh, it was one of the earlier games, but what it is, it's kind of a wrestling game, but it's with giant monsters that are, are a lot like Godzilla movies. So there's like a giant ape, and there's kind of like the superhero dude, kind of like Ape Man, and you know there there's like a big giant beetle, and and you wrestle, you have a kind of a ring, you've got these borders, and but but you're doing it in a city, so like you're doing it in Paris, and you can like grab the Eiffel Tower and snap it off the ground and throw it. Um, it's one of my favorite games, but one of the problems is that um, it's a button masher. Because it's a lot like the older wrestling games. You know, if you have to get up off the ground, you have to mash the button to try to get up. <clears throat> or when you've got your arms locked, you have to mash the button to try to beat out your competitor. And it works really, really well on a Neo Geo controller with those great buttons. On a regular PlayStation controller, though, eh. So I would suggest if you get this, use an arcade fighting stick. Uh, it'll go a lot better. But it's a fantastic game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, total quarter, you know, quarter eater, the whole thing. But... Uh, it's it's always been one of my kind of classic favorites on that system. Uh, King of the Monsters 2, though, if it ever comes out, stay away from it. It's not that good. It, they really fucked that game up. Uh, because, like, in King of the Monsters, you get six characters to choose from. In Monsters 2, I think you only get three. And it's a scroller now. It doesn't really take place in just kind of this big wrestling ring in a city. It, you actually scroll across the landscape a little bit, and it's really weird. And it, it just wasn't as fun. Uh, and then, obviously, more of the Destiny 2 beta, which just got extended, which is really cool. Um, I'm, I'm liking it. You know, it, it is weird because there are some kind of big gameplay changes that happen. Like, uh, your abilities take a lot longer to regenerate. So, like, throwing a weapon, or I'm, I'm sorry, throwing a grenade, uh, stuff like that takes longer to uh, regenerate to, to be able to throw another grenade. Uh, there's barely any green or purple drops for ammo, which kind of sucks when you're doing the strike. Uh, so that kind of stuff, but uh, <clears throat> Bungie actually said that this beta is based on a pretty old build, and a lot of the stuff that people have been kind of complaining about is already fixed in the game when it comes out. So that was nice. But I, I've been I've been enjoying it. You know, I'm, I'm playing the new, the new PvP stuff with the new rules and, and only four on four, uh, and getting used to not everybody having to be in the capture radius of a flag, and uh, just kind of getting used to the new gameplay uh, elements. But uh, enjoying it quite a bit, except uh, apparently there are some issues on PS4 Pro with the beta. So like stuff in there that keeps getting thrown out of the games and all kinds of shit. And they said that yeah they know about it and it's the beta and that's why why it's beta and blah blah blah. But uh, I've I've had no problems so far. It's been running really well for me. And then uh, played the Narco Road DLC for Ghost Recon Wildlands with Ben Palmer and Stoffinator. Um, it's pretty crazy. It's a lot more, they have like a lot more stunt stuff in it, which I really don't like. Um, we were streaming it the other day and one of the missions we were on, we failed and then it didn't reset correctly. And we had a lot of problems with that, but I mean, it's still a really fun game. It's, it's still, it's a, it's a lot of fun to play with other people. Uh, what, what kind of sucks for my situation is that they're a lot farther in the game than I am and you can still do missions and, and, you know, they can still help you on the missions, but things get kind of mucked up on what's unlocked and what's not. And, and the problem is we were in the DLC, which is a separate area than the main game. So we got to the point where there were no story missions that I could do at all. 
because I, I didn't have enough opened up in the regular game to do the DLC stuff. So, and it's no fault of the game. It's just a design choice. But it's really because they've been playing it a lot more than I have. So, eh. But it was a lot of fun, and, and there's a replay of that stream up on our YouTube channel, uh, along with the replay of the stream that I did because I played Warhawk the other day. Mm. I got the PS3 set up in the office, my other PS3, and played some Warhawk, had a blast, and I've decided that I'm going to revive Warhawk Wednesday next week. Uh. Yeah. So I put a, uh, I put a thread up on the forums in our Gaming Nights forums. And if anybody's interested, let me know. We'll get a server going next uh, next week. I already started messing around with Discord, so we'll get a voice channel going for Discord, since obviously the voice chat in the game is awful. And uh, you can just throw Discord on like a tablet or your phone or whatever and not even have to use a head- headset if you don't want to. Uh, but you can sit and chat, just leave it open, and we can all chat that way if you want. Um, and we're looking into maybe opening a Discord server up for PS Nation as a whole. I uh, just got to look at what how we should set it up and everything. So, and that's all free. So we'll get that we'll get that link out soon. I'm messing with it right now, but oh my god, Warhawk! Wow, I I still want that on PS4. <laughs> yeah, I God, I just love that game. I did it's been a great pretty game. Good. Yeah, I mean it, it was funny. It's been it's been since Extra Life than I, since I since I played it, and um, I was like forgetting where stuff was and like where's that rocket launcher? Where are the mines? Uh, so it'd take me a few minutes on each level to remember where the hell I was going, but it was a lot of fun. And I was on an awful team. Man, the other team was in our base almost the entire uh, match every time. Our team <laughs> could not hold them off, and it was it was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> but I took down many Warhawks with my rocket launcher, so I was happy about that. Uh, and that replays up on our YouTube channel as well, so youtube.com slash psnation. Uh, and then, so I told Josh that I watched something this week that I thought he was going to be very happy about. So let, yeah. let's, let's test that theory because I watched Kong Skull Island. Oh. Yeah, I bought it in 3D. So did my son, apparently, in Brooklyn. Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah. it doesn't get too gory, at least. Well, There's a couple spots to do, but yeah. There's spots that I think would give him nightmares, but he seems to be okay. Yeah, the big skull things yeah uh, yeah <laughs> well it's called skull island yeah. i mean yeah well no there's those when they're in that graveyard and the yeah. things come out of the ground and come change that would give that would give me nightmares, nightmares when i was nightmares. younger and i don't scare yeah, you i would assume but uh, he seems to be fine with it he's yeah. like yeah, it was it was pretty good i i'm like okay now we're gonna watch godzilla <laughs> uh, and, and that's the thing so it, it they're built in this they're building this new universe back up and this is for the listeners. Yeah, did you watch after the credits? Yes, I did. Okay. And it was awesome. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so for the listeners, uh, so the Godzilla that came out a couple of years ago from Ryan Johnson, uh, that started this new universe off. They're doing the Universal Monsters again. Uh, so it sounds like the next movie is going to be Godzilla versus Kong in some yeah, sort. So it is. Yeah, So it's it's a very different movie than Godzilla, though. And mm-hmm. I mean, I really got a lot of tastes of Apocalypse Now, even in the style yeah, that they, they try to put forward. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I did not watch it in 3D because I just streamed it because uh, I got the code with it. And, and it was weird. I, I bought the 3D Blu-ray, which didn't come with a 4K disc, but it gave me it in 4K and Voodoo. So, <laughs> well, you know what I found, and and this is fucked up I, because now I found several like this. Um, Kong. 
I, I forget what I was looking for. I was looking for something and how did I get there? Oh my gosh. Well, whatever it was, uh, Kong skull Island, 3d, 4k, Blu-ray, yeah. maybe even the DVD, um, and digital is an exclusive steel book at Best Buy. Yeah, Best Buy's been doing a lot of steel books lately because I got and, uh, I just got Hellboy today with this really kick ass art on it. Yeah, I'm not looking for steel books. I'm looking for 3D, and that's my problem. Best Buy Those doesn't Guardians. carry 3D anymore. Yeah, but Best Buy doesn't do 3D. Guardians too. Yes, they do. Oh, they don't around they're here. They're the only. Well, they're the only ones that have 3D Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Jesus Christ. That's the only place you can buy it. And and that's what happened with The Force Awakens. I can only get it at Target, remember? Yeah. Yeah. And and this this one's... Yeah. They're making it harder to find 3D. So Best Buy has it exclusively, but it comes with uh, a shitty Steelbook cover art. um, And it comes with 4K. Okay. A disc and all that. So it's it's loaded. So as I was dicking around in there, that Passengers was the other one. Which, you know, whether you like the movie or not, Passengers is not three D anywhere. It's three D at Best Buy and it's like for the four K three D Blu ray digital, it's like fifteen bucks. Yeah. I was not impressed with that. So movie. I was like <laughs> 15 bucks, man. I was like, shit. So, but there's no other way to get it for in 3d that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, same thing with, uh, guardians Two, Cause I went looking for that today and it led me down this rabbit hole of, Oh shit. Best buy has all these exclusive. They're the ones that have all these things, but you can also get with a lot of them, the 4k version and the 3d version, which you can't get anywhere basically right the only one that did that before was ghostbusters and well, it was like yeah. an experiment from sony yeah uh, and that's the weird thing none of the best buys i've been to in wisconsin have 3d anywhere it's all just 4k mm. i was looking today because i had to go pick up uh well i i had bought i pre-bought something and had it you know with store pickup here in madison totally forgot what i mm-hmm. ordered and i went and i was like all right and i go and i go down there because they said you know last chance or we're, or we're canceling it tomorrow i'm like what so I go down and pick it up today after work, and it was uh, the Bayonetta Amiibo. And I was like, I ordered this? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, but... Well, that's what you have to do. Just order it online and have it shipped to store. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I usually do. Because we have a Best Buy link, so I, do, I just do it on there and yeah. go that route. But yeah. All right. I'm, I'm ordering Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 3D, and 4K. That's pretty badass they're doing that. I mean, yeah. hell, we're getting a 3D movie from Disney. Go figure. Yeah. Well, no, they. Well, it depends on the movie. I know. Well, I think it's a Marvel thing. Some of their movies. Marvel's really big on doing the 3D stuff. So. Yeah. Well, but the Disney movies, like it's hit and miss. Like Moana came out in 3D, and then what was the one that came right after it? There was another one that just came out that is not 3D. Uh, Uh, I can't remember which one. I don't know. Um, But like Zootopia was 3D. Got that. Moana was 3D. Got that. Um, well, the live action Jungle Book, when it first came out, it yeah. wasn't. They brought out. They didn't bring out 3D until like six months later. Yeah, I had a real hard time finding that. Also one. makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Six months later, they're like, oh, here it is, 3D. <laughs> Assholes. Fuck. 
Yeah, I know. I, and and I'm like you, especially now that I have the the plasma hooked back up. Is I want it in 3D more than I want it in 4K. I really don't care about 4K still. Yeah. Uh, the reason I watched Kong in 4K, it wasn't about 4K. It was just I was being lazy, and my glasses weren't charged. So I was like, screw it, I'll just watch it on Voodoo. And I brought brought it up on Voodoo and watched it in 4K on, Vo- on Voodoo. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the HDR looked fantastic, but, yeah, you know. It's <laughs> a good build, good cast. A good, really cast, good cast, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Brie, Brie Larson was really good, and because and, I haven't really seen her in very much, and she's yeah. obviously Captain Marvel. And, um, yeah, uh, I did think Hiddleston was a little misused. But John C. Riley was mm. awesome. Really <laughs> was. liked him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I watched that, and then uh, Saturday, Nine Volt and Rock and I went and did a double feature in Milwaukee, and we saw Valerian, which, unlike a lot of critics, I actually really enjoyed. I thought that Rihanna's character talked a little bit too much. Ra Hannah. Uh, thought her character talked a little bit too much, but that was really the only thing that bothered me, and it didn't really bother me. It just kind of stood out a little bit. Uh, I think a lot of people are expecting another Fifth Element, and it's not a Fifth Element thing. It's based on a, a comic book series from France uh, that that Luc Besson is a very big uh, fan of. Uh, I thought that, number one, I mean, it's gorgeous. My God. Uh, I wish we could have seen it in 3D, but the timing didn't work out for the double feature we were doing. Uh, but wow, I, it, it, it's just eye popping, but I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a, a, a good story. I thought it was well acted mostly that Dane DeHaan guy who was, um, uh, Green Goblin or whatever in the amazing Spider-Man movies. I don't like him. <laughs> so he was okay. That Cara Delevingne that was in Suicide Squad and a couple other things. She was actually better than I thought she'd be. Um, but there were some nice surprises, and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'll definitely buy it when it comes out on disc. And then uh, we got to see Dunkirk in 70mm. And Ooh. it's astounding. Uh, the 70mm print was pristine. <clears throat> I, For me, a war movie like that on 70 millimeter on film just does something for me that I, where I can still hear the projector clacking away behind me. And I mean, it, he, Nolan uses every millimeter of that film uh, or of that frame. It, it's just, it's fantastic. And it's, it's one that you could actually take your kids to maybe not you, Josh, but it's not overly brutal. Like there isn't a lot of blood and guts, like in the saving private Ryan or a band of brothers. Uh, Dunkirk itself, or the beach at Dunkirk, is actually one of the main characters in the movie. Uh, there are no characters that it specifically follows because it's done in like three sections that all kind of intertwine. And uh, like Tom Hardy's character only has ten lines in the entire movie, and he's in the entire movie. Uh, it's it, it's it's a very moving picture, uh, and in, insanely well done. I'm just still curious about the accuracy, the historical accuracy of some of the stuff he portrayed, but uh, wow. I mean, almost everything in that is a physical effect. There's barely any CG in it at all. So, like, if a ship, if a ship sinks, they had a real ship on a gimbal, and they actually tipped it over. It wasn't CG. It's astounding. 
Like he put IMAX cameras on a fighter plane on a Spitfire and flew it around. <laughs> and, oh my god! <clears throat> if if and look it up if you can see it in IMAX seventy millimeter. It's called IMAX seventy millimeter or IMAX seventy millimeter laser, which is their their newer lighting system. Definitely go see it in that format because basically it's seventy millimeter vertical. Um, and and everybody says that is the way to see it. Uh, the closest to us was in Minneapolis, and that was a five hour drive. Um, and we couldn't get tickets anyway. But the seventy millimeter print is, was the widest release in seventy millimeters in like twenty years. Uh, more than Hateful Eight, you know, and a couple of other films that they did that way. Uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, I can't spoil anything. Everybody knows how it ends. But <laughs> in terms of teaching your kids history, it's it's really worth seeing. So I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, and man, is it well done! Just astoundingly well done. And I hear a, a little bug in the background. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> well, you can go help them because we, we're at break time, you know. Yay. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about what's going on around PS Nation. Not much. Uh, review mm-hmm. of the Turtle Beach headphones, Avon Colony, some e- a whole shitload of emails. And yep. uh, we'll be right back. Even though it's going to be a short list, we still got to do it. Josh, what's going on around PS Nation? Pixel Heroes Bite and Magic. That review went up. Nice. That's it. Thank you. Good All night. right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that and forum stuff, of course. As always, stuff on the forums. Yeah. So, uh, uh, if somebody goes to the Gaming Nights Warhawk Wednesday section of our forums over at psnation.com, uh, I'm tentatively saying, let's, let's do Warhawk Wednesday on August 2nd. I haven't set a time or anything yet, and I still need to set up a server, but uh, that's what I'm currently saying. Uh, if we do a Discord server just for Warhawk Wednesday, I'll put the link in that forum post. And... Uh, you know, if we get enough people to want to do it, we'll do it. If not, I'll play it on my own fucking self. Fuck y'all. <laughs> oh, I've done that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's I've, funny too I've because everybody's like, Warhawks. Well, I don't know if my PSP hooked up anymore. <laughs> oh, I can't find the disc. Uh, so the bundle right now on PSN for Warhawk and all the DLC is ten dollars. Just letting everybody know. Yeah, and and you can get it on PlayStation now. Yeah, yeah. 
and you you have a free seven. Everybody has a free seven day trial. Oh, oh no! Now. We already had somebody in the forum say, "Why are you use that free seven days?" Yeah. <laughs> then pay for it. What can excuses, I tell you? Excuses. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're interested, throw throw a note in the forums, please, just so we can kind of get a head count. Uh, if we only have a few people, we might just join another server out there because there are actually a decent amount of servers still out in the list. So I've, I've been... Are. Yeah, I've had no problems whatsoever finding a server. It's been pretty cool. So, yeah. Yep. Love that game. Ah, oh, me too. And it still looks so damn good. It does. It's it's hard I to believe that it's a PS3 game. Style. It's last gen, bro. So much. I just I love it so much. And they they did a really cool thing with the lighting in there too. Oh, they did. Yeah, it's 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 a fantastic game. Maybe I'll talk yeah. Dylan Job into playing with us. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there you go. That's what's going on around PS Nation. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much everything. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so these Turtle Beach Air Force Recon 150 wired headsets. So these are um, you know ones you plug into your controller. They also work on PC, obviously. Except for one, I'll give you a negative right away. Uh, the, the The cable for it is short enough that I cannot use it on my PC because my PC sits next to my mm. desk. Uh, it doesn't reach, so I have not tried it on my PC. Uh, I, I'm actually using them right now to record, not the microphone, but I'm using the headphones themselves uh, for the recording session here. Uh, they're, they're insanely comfortable. They have the same padding that those um, Stealth 520s that I love so much have. So it's a really soft uh, padding. I believe that there's something like a groove in there for glasses because I have no problem with my reading glasses at all. Uh, these are, it's odd though, in the U.S., these are Best Buy exclusive. If you're in Europe, you can buy hmm. from Amazon, you know, all the, all the normal retailers. But in the U.S., you can only get these Recon 150s at Best Buy for $69.99. Uh, the <clears throat> microphone is removable. There's a port on the front of the left ear cup, uh, and it's all bendy and stuff. I will say it's a little bit too bendy for me. I like it to be a little more stiff. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, but... Very easy. You know, I mean, they're, they're wired headphones, so there's not a lot to them. You know, you don't have a lot of crazy controls or whatever. You've got the standard uh, little control thing on the cable itself for volume and also for muting the mic or not. Um, the mic is, by all accounts, very good. People have been uh, giving me very good feedback on, on the uh, microphone saying it sounds very nice. Uh, the ear cups are 50, the drivers are 50 millimeter, but they really don't feel like 50 millimeter drivers uh, i don't know if it's just because i'm plugging these in and they're not uh you know through an optical cable or whatnot but uh they haven't overpowered me with bass or anything yet uh, they are they keep they say that they're you know uh surround sound ready but you know when you plug into the the dualshock 4 they're sending a, uh, the the virtual 7.1 signal over that uh over that jack uh, and and I do get a surround effect in these headphones when I play on PS4. So uh, I've been using them for when I'm I'm streaming because I actually have this cool splitter that goes from the controller to um, the headphones and then also to the capture card so I get all the party chat and everything on the streams. Uh, and they, they sound fantastic. Uh, really nice. <clears throat> have no complaints whatsoever except for this, the shorter cable. Uh, although I will say it would be nice if 
the cable on the uh, headphones themselves was removable because, you know, if it gets yanked on or whatever else, there's no breakaway. And I've gotten kind of used to having that there. You know, if you hit it wrong or your arm gets in the way, it can just pull the plug out. Well, this way, it's hardwired. So if you do that, you could potentially ruin it, I guess. Or if something frays on the cable itself, you can't replace the cable, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's it's hardwired. Um, but they're very resilient. They're built really, really well. Like, you can take them and, and twist the hell out of them. And they've got a lot of give, no problems at all, but they snap back to where they're supposed to be. Very comfortable on your head. Uh, they never feel like there's too much pressure on top of your head or anything like that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, like I said, I, th- I really think the only complaints I have are the cable itself, that it's hardwired and also it's it's kind of short. So you're really only limited to if you have your PC on your desk or if you're using a laptop. Uh, other than that, they're great. Seventy bucks is a great deal for these. The microphone is is very very good. I mean, when you look at some of the other headphones I've really liked like this that have been one hundred twenty bucks even, uh, they're a, a fantastic deal for seventy bucks. So and Turtle Beach, their quality has been just getting better and better the last couple of years. So highly highly recommended. I give these a nine. Hmm? Yeah, Not bad. yeah, they're they're great. And then you got it. What are you talking about? Avon Colony? Avon Colony, yes. I don't know anything about this game. No? Not really. I mean, I, I saw some stuff in the past, but it doesn't really ring a bell, except for the name. Okay. Uh, well, it's kind of an evolution of SimCity in a way. Okay. Uh, it's very much in that vein. Uh one of the interesting things. So this is from Mothership Entertainment. And I looked at the credits first. And in the credits, it lists Mothership Entertainment as four people. And then there's, um, I can find that. I took a screenshot of it. Uh, give me a second here and I will find it. Um, oh shit. Because I, I was realized. shocked at how short the credits were. And I was kind of surprised when I saw that, I was like, Whoa, four people. Huh. Really? Um, when you're done, remind me to talk about the telltale news that came out. We totally forgot okay. to hit that. Cause it wasn't. On oh the yeah. Site. Yeah. Uh, so four people, and then there's like additional design and testing support is a couple people, and then additional art is from uh, another company, and um, sound design and additional sound design. So there's little things here and there, but the big chunk of it is four people that basically did it, and and then it's just the voices are listed, and then all of a sudden it's published by Team Seventeen, and here's the you know development team from team 17 it was i was surprised nice <laughs> it's like yeah. it's a very small group that did this so it's it's like a sci-fi twist on a on a sim building simulation um city simulation kind of thing so you're you're going to avon prime and you are going to be a governor there and you have to create and maintain a colony uh and the cool thing is as you build up your colony, you, you have certain goals that they want you to meet. And once you meet all those goals, you hit, you hit the end and they say, okay, good job. Now we'd like you to move you on to the next colony and start up a new one over here. 
So there's nine in all together. Um, and you can tackle them however you want. You know, you can take your time building up as you're going through, you'll, you'll get messages from the colony ship in orbit and they'll say, you know, we, we think it would be a good thing if you would, uh, set up a new farm or we think you, you might need some new power. So, you know, set up a, a new, uh, power station somewhere or do this or do that. If you do those things, you'll get rewards for it. So it's usually best to do it. Um, but you're not under any time constraints. You don't have to rush in and do it right now. Uh, so you can kind of take your time and build up your, you everything is built with nanites essentially. So they're kind of the currency. Okay. Um, and you only have, so, you only have so many to begin with and you can mine for more or you can trade for more or, you know, there's, there's ways of getting them. And, you know, if you're mining and you have a little refinery set up to, for people to process the, the ore and turn them into nanites, you can have a steady supply of them. Uh, it's just, it takes a while to, to build that up. Um, there's also cargo drops that are, that are out every now and then, and they'll be full of all different kinds of supplies. And sometimes those are like, you get 200 nanites there, which is awesome. Um, so you can pick those things up, but, uh, you start with a basic, uh, little setup with like a little colony drop ship and, you know, some, some solar panels and things like that. Uh, and you immediately have to put down a, some kind of farm or greenhouse and, uh, the, the planet, it's very green and lush and everything, at least where you start. Um, but you, it's, the atmosphere is heavy, heavy carbon dioxide. So it's not really a breathable atmosphere and you need to put in pressurized tunnels between everything. Right. Um, so that's your kind of your roadways in a way. Um, but that also keeping everything connected that way, all the power is then automatically connected. Um, so you don't have to worry about anything there. Uh, it has two really good tutorials to start off. They're not very long, um, but they really get you up to speed on it because when I stepped in, that's, that's why the, the first time I, I started up and I looked at the, the screen and the menus and everything, I went, okay, maybe I'll just kind of play through the tutorials and just a little bit of it and I'll be done for now for today. And <laughs> the tutorials did enough that I felt comfortable with the complexity of the screen pretty quickly. Uh, there's a lot going on on there and it was built for PC first, um, but they did an amazing job of porting it over and making the controls workable and, and intuitive in a way. Um, it, it actually works really well. You have all these management screens where you can go in and, and really get detailed information on everything. You have overlays that can drop in where you can see um, population distribution and power distribution, um, air quality, which was a big problem I ran into in my first major playthrough. <laughs> um, the air quality started dropping and I could see it on the little indicator at the bottom of the screen. I was like, oh shit, oh shit. Well, how do I do this? And then I was trying to figure out how to do it. And you've got these air intakes and all these different things you can use but you have to figure out where to put them. So you need that overlay to see where the air quality is dropping. 
The problem was this being my first full fledged mission. I thought this was kind of still part of the tutorial cause they were, it felt very handholdy, uh, still. So I wasn't thinking long-term when I was building, I was just building willy nilly. And then suddenly I needed to squeeze, uh, air filters into these places where I didn't have room for them. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> So um, I'm putting them on the outside edges and I'm trying to get everything I can. I just, I just saturated the place with air filters Nice. and eventually the air came back down and it was good. But, you know, I realized then there's a better way to do this and you need to really plan things out. So the second mission I started, which was a desert area, um, which of course made it much harder to grow anything, um, the first thing I did, I paused because you can pause the game or you can speed it up. You know, you can do it, you know, regular or two times up, two times, four times or eight times speed. Uh, so you can really speed things up if you've gotten the colony to a point and you just want to get to the next major event. Um, but oh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I just completely lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, no. So when I started off, the second one, I started off, I stopped. I just paused it, and I moved the camera all over the entire area. And I was like, okay, there's a vent here that I can put a geothermal power station on. There's a vent over here. Uh, there's a couple of drops all the way out here, and you can't get to them until you build... Uh, these little drone ships and they have to be within range. So I'm going to have to extend the colony out this far to get to those drone, you know, to get to those drops. There's, um, there's copper ore out there. There's iron. I can see I'm going to need to set up mines, but I need to, again, extend the colony out in that direction. So I know roughly which way I need to be moving as mm. I'm building. um, but of course, the first thing it did was it said, well, you need a farm immediately. So move towards that fertile land over there, that little patch of fertile land, which is all the way in the other direction. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is going to take a while to get out there. And that's the thing. You know, it's you've got limited resources and you have to build things up slowly. And, you know, you're not really on a tight timetable or anything like that. You can you can do it at your own pace. So you can take the time to really build up your colony and get it to a point where you've got enough workers. Cause you're, you build a little spaceport and you're importing workers from the colony ship. Um, uh, you build, a another different kind of spaceport and you can trade then with the colony ship. And the cool thing was when I started up the second area, you could then trade with the first area too. Sure. Because they're now a thriving colony that you got going on over there. And the other thing is when you hit that victory point, like it said, okay, you've, you've hit the end point, quote unquote, in what your goals were. Um, you can select that and you're done, or you can just continue on and keep playing and keep building the colony if you want. So nice. it's not, it doesn't automatically end it right there because one of the goals that it wanted me to hit was like it said, I hit all the main goals that it wanted and I was done and I could move on. But one of the goals that I hadn't hit yet that I was almost there was build it to 500 colonists. I'm like, well, fuck that. I want to get to 500. So I kept going. <laughs> 
And of course, once I hit that, it's like, okay, now go to 750. And I'm like, hmm, that's going to take a while. Maybe I should just move on to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, unfortunately, you can't go back because it's auto saving the whole time. And and that's it. Um, The weird thing was, and I don't know if it's a bug, if it's going to get patched on day one with this or not. But when I got to the end of that, I hit, you know, victory. Uh Um. I was stuck. Like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get back into the game itself. I couldn't get out to the menu. I was just completely stuck. Okay. So I had to quit the game and kind of start it up again. And it said, okay, now you're moving. It's there's your save, but you're moving on to the next colony. And it just built off of that. Essentially. That's why it knew, okay, you have that thriving colony over there. So you can trade with them and the colony ship up in space. Okay. Um, there's nine colonies altogether, nine major missions, and they're in all different areas. There's like a t- frozen tundra area, you know, there's uh, all different areas, basically, all different kinds of scenarios um, for you to come across. Uh, it's the, the cool thing about it is the detail, of course. Um, it has that level of detail that I just love. You know, you, when you start off, like a lot of the screens, they're they're in that three quarter kind of view, and you've got this really cool sci fi city down on the planet. You can zoom in really, really close hmm. to all this stuff and see it up close, which I love because the detail in all these little things is amazing. How much work they put into all of them. You can get down to the point where you can also turn on these cameras, which are placed all around the entire place, and you can see the individual colonists walking around. And if you click on them, they'll stop. They're like, oh, hello, Governor, whoever. I'm, I'm <laughs> really happy to be here and blah, Mr. blah, blah. Mr. Pants? Yeah, so they, they have you know their own happiness, essentially. Uh so you, you kind of have to keep them happy because after a couple of souls there, a couple of years, um, they'll have a referendum like every <laughs> three years, I think it is. Uh, and you have to win that referendum or they're going to kick you out <laughs> basically. Nice. So you have to keep them happy, uh, to a certain point. Cool thing is you can research, you know, you build your factory, you build your science station, you can research everything and, create these drugs essentially that boost up their happiness, um, make them compliant, make them docile. Uh, you have all these, uh, restrictions you can place on them. You can declare martial law. If you need to, you can, uh, put in food rationing or water rationing. If you're in big trouble, um, there's a lot of little things you can do in the game, um, deep in these menus, which is pretty crazy. You can see each individual colonist, what their name is, their level of happiness, their health, um, what their job is, what they're eating. Um, because you need to keep track of a lot of that stuff. Um, not to the point where it becomes cumbersome, which is, which is good. Uh, the places I ran into minor problems uh, are it would be like where I would set up a couple of farms and I'd have them build, you know, um, uh, growing stuff. 
And then I'd be so busy with other things, I'd forget. I'd just completely forget to check on the farms. And there's no alarm or anything like, um, we have like, our corn is now at 3,000 and our rice is at 100. So you might want to do something about that. Like there's nothing warning you of any of that. And I'd go back in, I'd be like, oh, fuck the farms. (laughs) And I'd have to go change the crops and everything and and change it to something else because because you get just overloaded uh, with things. And it's the same with the, with the processing plants when you're trying to, um, or these, you know, factories where you're trying to create things and create new pharmaceuticals and create all these other things. And you can build hospitals and you can build dispensaries. You can build bars and nightclubs and a VR place for them to go hang out in parks. And uh, it's just everything. It's amazing how much you can do in here. Um, hmm. So the, the level of detail, the, the amount of stuff that you can do and the, as deep as you can get, you don't even really need to get that deep into it unless you really want to, unless you want to micromanage all these different things. Um, and you can, if you want, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, you know, as you're moving along, if you're hitting all your goals and they're happy with you, they'll give you a little bonus and you get to pick between three different things. Um, usually it's more nanites, more colonists or food sure, or something along those lines. Um, but you only get to pick one. Um, so you have to really make a decision on where your colony is at that point and what you need the most. Um, but it's it's really impressive. The music... Uh, synthy sci-fi but for the most part it just kind of faded into the background i wasn't even noticing it at huh. all i was so wrapped up in you know the colony and and watching everything and making sure i had everything and going through all the different menus and you know making sure the trade was what i needed and it's impressive though as as like a sim city type thing um it's very much its own thing and it's really, really cool. Uh, you'll have a, you know, you're, you'll go through the seasons of course. And when you hit winter, everything kind of freezes up and the outdoor farms, they stop growing entirely. The greenhouses will grow, but at 50%, um, solar structures, they, they're only at 50%. Um, because, because of the way the sun is the, at this planet, you know, it gets very dark in the winter and there's lightning. So you have to build a lightning tower, but then you can build batteries and capture all that energy and use that. And it's, it's great. They really thought of a lot of different little things in here um, to make it really, really deep. So I, I enjoyed it. There's also a sandbox mode. Um, where you can just pick any of the, any of the areas, any of the nine different areas and set your own parameters. Um, you can have a goals or no goals at all. Um, you can have, uh, you know, the, the aliens that come in, they're, they're creepers <laughs> and they'll, they'll come flying in and they'll infect buildings or they'll infect things. And you have to have these scrubber drones built that will go out and clean them before they, before everybody gets infected. There's spores that can come into your air vents and infect the people. And they turn into 
like they all just get infected and sick and, and die. So you have to create medicine for them. You have to have hospitals. You have to, there's, you know, all those different things, um, that you would need. So it's, it's a fun game. I mean, if you're into this type of game, it's a lot of fun. I, I got so sucked into it and I mean, this is one that I would just play this for the next six months straight and be totally happy. (laughs) I know I can't, but I would. (laughs) So, um, I'm, I'm impressed with it. I, you know, I, I think I'm trying to decide whether there's a lot more they could have done. You know, there are little things here and there that, that kind of bugged me. Um, with not being able to keep track of certain things. And I hit one point where it just didn't make any sense. Like I was getting none of the nanites were being built or, or, you know, constructed in my little labs and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was having problems there. I don't know if I ever really figured that out. Mm. Uh, And I don't know if it was a bug or something I was doing wrong. It was probably something I was doing wrong. Um, because since then I've gotten a better handle on how to staff these things. You can, you can basically put, uh, you can say you can discourage people from working there. So it'll be like the bare minimum of staff, or you can say it's medium priority, high priority or fill. And every available body will fill up to as many as you can fit, you know, in that, job um so if you really need something bad like you need the farming done you need more food you fill the farms and and get them all working there okay um to boost up the output essentially um it's cool though it's really really cool nice. and the the art style is just awesome it's i love the art style that's what caught my eye in the first place when i saw it at e3 uh, and I'm I'm glad. I, like he he was like, "Do you want to try it?" And I was like, eh, "Those things are complex, and I don't <laughs> have a lot of time here. And if I really get into it, I'll get sucked into it." And I no mismatch four appointments. Yeah, I, so I told him I, I, was, I was like, "I shouldn't try it," and, but we kept in touch, and he just sent me a code. So nice. Um, and I'm glad he did because it's everything I wanted. Really, it's really really cool. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm wavering between like an 8.5 and a nine. Sure. Um, I'm trying to decide cause I haven't finished the write up and I'm trying to decide, I'm trying to think in my head if there's, if there's enough stuff missing there or enough stuff that bugged me, there wasn't a whole lot that bugged me. Not a whole lot that was problematic. No, actually, I think I give it a nine. All right. Yeah. I mean, for how complex it is and how easy it is to control with the dual shock, it's impressive. Sure. <laughs> I mean, the level of depth in it, and yeah, yeah, that alone, it just I think outweighs any little issues, little minor minor issues that I had with it. It's really good. So nice. yeah. I give it a nine. All right. <clears throat> well, let's do some emails. If, uh, in fact, I can actually hear you read them because during that you were breaking up so bad I didn't hear most of what you said. Thank you, Skype. Oh, first yeah, though, I just yeah. 
I I just heard well, <clears throat> yeah, and then I heard nothing, and then I heard breaking up. Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> so so uh, before we do that, though, we have some news that came out of uh, Comic Con about Telltale Games, and three very big announcements. Obviously, uh, the first thing is. Uh, they're going to be bringing us a second season of The Wolf Among Us that's going to be coming out in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's... I have to finish the first one. Me too. I just realized that. I, I got about halfway through. Uh, and then also... Well, and my problem was... Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, my problem with that one was, I like, I I read a bunch of the Fables comics that it was based on. Right. Um, before there was even... Oh, guess what? We're making a game. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, everybody who had read it told me, Oh, stick with it. But like I, I played the first episode and there was a major, major problem with the first episode because there was a major death of a big character and it was supposed to happen after or, you know, somewhere deeper into the comics. And I'm like, that character's still alive, and this character is not here, and this character... Like, I was seeing all these inconsistencies, and I was very disturbed by it, and then other stuff came up, and I never went back to it. So I only ever finished the first episode in that. Well, the other problem was it took a really long time for the second episode to come out. Yeah, it did. So So I really need to get back into that and, and play through it, because everybody who had read the books was like, Oh no, 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 no. Just, just go through. You'll, you'll see. It, sure, it makes sure. sense. Once you go through it, I'm like, okay, yeah, well, I kind of hoped it would, but all right. You know, <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I, I want to play that. And I want to, I want to play the second. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll definitely play. I, I really liked what I played. It just took forever for the second episode to come up. And by then I was working on something else. Yeah. So, uh, next up, uh, the Walking Dead, the Telltale series, the final season, which is a working title, now in development to mm. premiere in 2018 as well. Yeah. So those have been popular. I have. This is those I'm not the playing. Fifth one. Something like that. Well, because they had that one spinoff also, didn't they? Well, it was season one and two, and the most recent one, and Michonne. So yeah, this would be the fifth one. And uh, the announcement that really excited me uh, announced Batman, The Enemy Within, which is going to premiere on August 8th. So another season of Batman already. Uh, It looks like it's going to be Joker-oriented this time since he was so... That's absolutely nuts. Yeah. They must have just built both of them right away. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they just, they finished the other one, they kept working, and they're like, all right, season two, let's go. And uh, you'll be happy to see this. Of course, they're doing the same phys- physical release, quote-unquote, that they've done in the past, but they're actually calling it a season pass disc now. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, at least they're being a little more open about it. Maybe they, maybe somebody heard us. But still, what yeah. the fuck's the point of a disc if nothing is on the fucking disc? Because people want a physical copy, even if it's not a physical copy. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> The whole point of a physical copy is that you can put it in and play it 20 years from now when the servers are gone. Yeah, I know. And your hard drive has crashed. Yeah. the fuck? Yep. Uh, yeah. It's so fucking pointless. It's a waste of plastic. I, I agree. Jeez. I agree. Shit. 
So, but big news, and we didn't, I, I didn't even think about it until I saw the email. So I uh, wanted to make sure people knew about that. Because I really did enjoy that first Batman season, especially. I, I burned yeah, right through it. It was I, really good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. They took some risks for that story, but it worked out. So. Yeah. All right. Well, you want me to read the first email here? If we can, uh, in fact, hear each other. I, Since yeah, the audio's we're cutting out, out, out. Here. Yeah. This is really bad. All right. I will read the first one. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, Phila. Uh, I'll read it. I, okay. I don't know. Um, Kevin uh, says, Hey, fellas, got a few questions for you. I know you hate lists, so I'll try to keep them short. Well, it's not a listicle, uh, at least. No. I have a slim model PS3. Wait, slim or super slim? So slim. Okay. Uh, and I recently tried to put a one terabyte hard drive in it. When I booted up with thumbstick... In with the latest update downloaded on the drive and set up on the drive, the PS3 folder update, folder update. Uh, I get the error message, no data found, use update 4.78 or later. I changed hard drives, used other thumbsticks, downloaded the update each time. Then I get the message, data is corrupted. Is my PS3 fried? I've tried looking online and can't seem to find a fix. Um, I would say do like you have to do on PS4 and download the firmware to a PC or Mac first and then copy it from that hard drive on the PC or Mac to the thumb drive um, and make sure the folders are set up on the thumb drive exactly how it says. So yeah. I think it's all capitals and I haven't done a PS3 in a while, but uh, yeah, one point... that's part of it. Capitalization is a big thing. Yeah. And make sure that the file is the right size. You'll know by size. Yeah, there's not... They don't have two different files like they do in PS4, but uh, the other thing is you're definitely fine with a one terabyte. One point five terabytes is the biggest you can put in a, in a slim, uh, so you're fine yep. there. But it's probably something like uh, that. It's probably a clerical ah, clerical error on your part. One to clarify, one point five terabytes is the largest you can put in any PS3. Right, right. It, yeah, it won't right. accept anything larger than that. Um, but that that's really all I can tell you. I okay. I don't think it's a bad drive or anything. Because you your yeah, PS3 would still be able to see the file. Uh if you had a bad yeah. hard drive, it would it would give you an error later on. Yeah. So, yeah. The the corrupted data is the stuff on your thumbstick. Yeah. That's that's my assu- assumption. So The thumb drive yeah. maybe need to Do- may need to be reformatted into FAT32 um something like that. But uh, or ext fat, but that's about it. I mean, if it's an that MTFS, might be the issue. Yeah, it, it's yeah. if it's like a, if it's an HPFS or if it's in uh, NTFS, something like that. That's journaled. Uh, it won't work on a PS3. But you may just have to format it as a uh, fat32 should work fine on a PS3, or you can do ext fat. But fat32 is the safest way to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number two, I feel the E3 conference was a little weak for the PlayStation brand, really only showed us trailers of games we already knew were coming. Is Sony holding all the good info and games for their own PSX to drop the bombshells now? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where we went with that. I I was I was kind of unimpressed with with the Sony press conference. I and I'm Pretty sure I said that when we were recording. I, 
I was not happy because I wanted, I wanted kind of that hybrid like we've had in the past. Show us some trailers, great, but get developers up on stage with controllers in their hands. Show us the games. Have them talking to us about their games. Yeah. Explain these things. Show us the passion. I mean, we could have sat in our room and just watched trailers. Anybody, there was no reason to be at E3 if they were just going to show us a bunch of trailers the whole night. You know. Well, was, but we got smoked out. We got scared by grenades that were going off behind the screen. Uh, yeah. We got to see the zombies hanging from the from the rafters. That's great, but essentially they didn't do anything that they couldn't have done without an audience. You right? Know? No, there definitely. Was, there was there wasn't really a reason to have an audience there. I and I agree. Did. I liked it a little bit more than you guys did. Uh, I thought what they showed was solid at least, but. I agree. It was it was a much different pace and it was a much different feel than it was in in past years. But it's pretty obvious that their PSX has been very successful for them, and that's why they keep doing it. Yeah. And they're, they're changing their strategies. PlayStation is very strong. Uh, PS4 outsold Xbox One two to one last month or in June, um, and it outsold Switch. It was the the best selling console for the last two months. So they're doing well. And they know it, and they're going to capitalize on it. Yeah, it's it with PSX in December. That's a time when there's not a lot of other gaming news right. going on. There, there aren't really any other conferences or, or cons or anything going on, like major ones. So they can own the news cycle right there. And when they're dropping all their stuff, that's really the time to do it rather than get lost in the shuffle in E3. So that is clearly what they're moving towards. Oh, yeah, uh, number three. Yeah. Number three. Uh, I need a good diabetic barbecue sauce huh. rub. Hook me up, Glenn. I promise I won't sue if I die. Well, you'll be dead, so yeah. it won't matter. Uh, uh, sauce? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm mildly diabetic, and I eat regular barbecue sauce, and I've never had a problem. Uh, I stick with the spicier stuff. Um, uh, the rubs I make don't have any sugar in it. They don't have any... Well, I actually do have one rub that has brown sugar in it, but I don't eat it that much. Um, but uh, if if you want to go that route for rubs, um, do the Texas style and go salt and pepper, uh, or make a rub without any sugar in it. You know, But then you have to treat it differently, because then you're not relying on those sugars to caramelize you 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 have to kind of cook things a little bit differently a little bit uh sauce i don't know of any right off hand uh i would look for kind of the spicier ones out there but pretty much every sauce that i know of has some kind of a sugar or high fructose corn syrup in it unfortunately um but i would say just do your research i don't know of any specifically though yeah yeah and but I, you can definitely was... make a great rub without sugar. My God. Because mine's awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and he says, thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. And it's from Soul2525, because the first 2524 <laughs> was taken on PSN. Nice. Beat me to the punch. Steal my joke, you bastard. <laughs> thanks, Kevin. Bitch. We're gonna have to quit. we're gonna have to quit because everybody's getting all of our lines now. Yeah. Or else we got to get new material. We're fucked. Oh no 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 no! I'm not getting new material. Yeah. Are you nuts? <laughs> oh, we know. Trust me, we know. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right. Number two is from J H O N Y. I think it's Johnny. Johnny. Okay, I didn't know yeah, it was Johnny. Sure. 
uh, uh, Johnny <laughs> says, um, <laughs> hey guys, I have a quick question, and it's about streaming. I have a PS4 and a Mac Pro, but I don't know how to stream using the Mac while I play PS4. I don't like streaming from the PS4 because the screen gets smaller and I feel uncomfortable. Any help would be appreciated. Or a link where I can find some software and extra hardware. I need I need thanks. Keep it up. God, there's no punctuation. I need uh, Keep it up. The world is listening. Mm-hmm. P.S. Josh should stream more often. Lol. I agree. Josh should. Uh, so yeah, it depends I on do. a couple things. It depends on a couple of things with the Mac Pro. Are you on an older Mac Pro in the aluminum case, or are you on one of the trash can Mac Pros? And the reason that that is a big deal is if you have any USB 3.0 um, ports or not, because my Mac Pro does not have USB 3, so I'm limited to using an Elgato HD60 if you want a good device. Uh, basically, <clears throat> I would say Elgato all the way because they actually give you Mac software uh, that works really well. You can stream right from it, and it works great. Um, you don't have to buy any additional software. It actually comes right with the device. And it works on an old Mac Pro. It works on a new one, and the quality is pretty stupendous, actually. Um, and, and with the Mac Pro, you probably have enough processing already to, to handle it very well. Uh, the other way you could do it is like what I did, and that was uh, get Boot Camp from Apple and build a Windows 10... Uh, um, partition and boot to window oh excuse me boot to windows 10 if you can do usb 3 you can get an elgato hd 60 s but that only works on windows you can't i don't think you can use it on mac uh, but the elgato hd 60 and the 60 s actually give you the same quality exactly the only difference is the s is a usb 3 device and you get a one-to-one picture on your monitor and on the software so that you can watch it right on the software because the HD60 is always behind because the USB 2 device I don't really give a shit I leave the 60 on or the 60s on my new Windows PC because I I won't travel with it cuz it doesn't work on my laptop very well um but I would I would suggest that just because of compatibility like Avermedia they only had Mac software for one device I think it was the Live Gamer, uh, Live Gamer Extreme, maybe, and it was shit. It's absolute shit. Uh, Elgato software has really improved very well, but if you're running um, anything before Sierra or High Sierra, uh, you can't get the newest software for Elgato at all. So you're a little bit limited, and that's where the HD60 is going to work fine for you uh, because it works on the older software. and And the quality is it's it's stunning. It's it's very very nice. I would say do that. Uh, also, you're talking about you don't like using share because the screen gets smaller. Turn off the comments. And then the, the screen doesn't get smaller. It's the same size. So just turn off the comments. Have your tablet or your phone next to you so you can see the comments on your channel. And you're good to go. But, yeah, that, that's kind of your only uh, uh, ways to do it. <clears throat> if you do boot camp and you put Windows on, make sure you do Windows 10. Uh, my Mac Pro actually has Windows 7 on it. and most of the software doesn't work on it. You have to have Windows 10, of course. So, kind of fucked there. But uh, Windows 10 is pretty cheap. You can get the just get Windows 10 Home. You don't need Pro. Uh, it's really easy to get on there. Uh, Boot Camp is fantastic. Uh, the instructions are really good. There's some great tutorials out there. But literally, you just load the Boot Camp stuff on a, uh, a flash drive, and you it, it's really easy to do. Uh, the install is very simple and 
they give you every driver you need. It's it's very impressive that Apple did that because they didn't need to. Um, but obviously, you want to be able to have make sure you have about forty gigs of hard drive space available to put Windows on. Um, forty at the minimum, just because you have to save files, you have to install apps, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, there's other shit you can do. You can get VMware Fusion, something like that, and, and run a virtual Windows session if you want. But uh, Elgato software works works great on Mac. Um, you just can't get the newest software unless you have Sierra. So that's the only thing to think about. But yeah, you should be fine. If you have the trash can, you're fine. If you have an older Mac Pro like I do, uh, the aluminum tower, you might be a little limited because you don't have USB 3. But I would suggest an HD60. HD60S, I'm really not getting anything, any benefit out of it whatsoever. It's kind of a disappointment on it, obviously. Uh, I thought with the faster throughput and everything, you would get better uh, quality. And it's the, you look at the numbers, and it's exactly the same right down, right down through the table. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, I've hmm. hammered on that a little bit too much. But good luck. Oh, and also... And will stream. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. Uh, yes. Amazon sells them. I think Elgato sells them on their website. But if you do do this, there's... there's doo-doo. <laughs> um, there's a little splitter, audio splitter that they sell. Uh, and I can get you a link if you want. Just email me back. That plugs into the controller. Uh, because the big thing when you go through a capture device is you don't get party chat. <clears throat> and, you know, that sort of thing. Um what you can do is this little audio splitter that comes out of your controller, you know, the, the plug-in on the controller, and it splits it out. You plug your headphones into one, and then you plug the other one into the Elgato, and you have to choose uh, analog audio for the uh, audio capture on, on their software. And then you need to have a separate microphone. So you can get like a, a, a Yeti or a Blue Mic, or the Turtle Beach Stream Mic is actually pretty good. It's not as good as the Blue Yeti, but it's also half the price. Uh, but you need to get a separate mic so that you can actually talk on your stream as well. And you set that up as your commentary mic in, in Elgato software. Um, if you have the older Mac Pro, you may not be able to do what's called uh, stream control, which is the overlays and that sort of thing and the animations that you can do. But Elgato software has support for all of that now. But if you have a slower computer like the 2009 model, uh, you might not be able to do it. But uh, I, I've been very impressed with Elgato software. I'm using it more than OBS, actually. Because OBS, I have... I, d- I don't like what the picture looks like coming out of OBS. I think it's too soft. So, anyway, I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Josh? <laughs> sorry. Uh, then, yeah, I, I stream when I can. Uh, I've been streaming with the kids now more often, which I think is more fun. Um, and I think probably a little more interesting. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I, I do when I can, um, and I'm going to try to keep doing it more. I just have to remember to keep doing it. That's all. Cool. So Yeah. Uh, and if uh, anybody's interested about that audio cable, uh, I was using it for the Glenn Plays, the Destiny 2 beta video that's on our YouTube channel. I was also using it for the Ghost Recon Wilds Narco Road DLC co-op that I just put up today. So uh, if you're curious about how it sounds... And the microphone I'm using for the stream is actually the mic I use here. It's connected via USB through the mixer and everything, but uh, I can, I'm going to hook up the Blue Yeti in a few days and, and give people an idea of what that sounds like as well. But uh, it's very simple to set up. Dave is using that same cable, I believe, in some of the streams that he's been doing. So uh, it's an $8 little cable, and it works wonders. It's just kind of a pain because it's hanging off the bottom of your controller, but who cares? Mm. 
But yeah. Good luck. Uh, if you've got the trash can, you're good to go. <laughs> all right. Now on to Griftex. All uh, right. He says, hey, Glenn and Josh, I've been listening to your show since 2010, but never felt Sucker! compelled to write until now. <laughs> Seven years. Wow. Uh, my question is this. Why did Sony screw Farpoint VR? What? Uh, this game was released two months ago, and I've wanted to buy it since day one, but it is impossible to find. I know oh. you can get the disc, but the bundle, which includes the AIM controller, is the definitive way to play, and yeah. I'm not going to play with the Move controller. I'm a forensic psychiatrist, so I could afford to pay over retail, but I refuse to pay $130 over retail. Mm. That's right. The game's retail price is seventy nine dollars, and it's currently going for two ten on Amazon. Holy shit! I should I should sell my other one, or give it to me because I never got it. But I bought it with my <laughs> own was, money. Yeah, but <laughs> but the one you kept is the review one that was supposed to go to me originally. I, it wasn't supposed <laughs> to go you to you originally. That was never determined. Yeah, I was going to do the review. It and showed you were going up to late. Do the written. Yeah, it showed up late. And, well, no, I didn't do the written, but I did on the podcast. So the written will get no. done. But I bought the other one with my own money. Point. It wasn't like, you know, somebody just like handing me a gift card. I bought it with my own cash. No. But that's why I gave up the review one for one of the writers, because you were getting it from Amazon. You bought it and you were getting it from Amazon. You were going to do the review on the podcast. And one of the writers was going to get that and do the review on the website. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, that'll, because if you and I, if I get the review copy and you bought a copy, then we're both doing it. And, you know, it just made sense to, to get it to one of the writers, but then it never got there. <laughs> it never got there because he that bought was the it. Thing. He'd already yeah. pre-ordered it. Yeah. Um, so I actually talked to somebody about this at E3. And the, it's not that they screwed anybody over. It was never their intention. Uh, Sony didn't make enough. They were very conservative because they didn't know how it was going to sell, obviously. And it's a hardware cost. It's a lot of money you have to throw on the table. And they didn't know what to expect in terms of sales. And it went through the roof. It sold out right away. And uh, they're, everybody's telling them, you need, you need to make more, you need to make more. And they know. Um, but yeah, they just didn't make enough. So it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to make this a, a hot commodity. It, it wasn't the Nintendo strategy at all. Uh, Sony just didn't want to throw a lot of money on the table. They, you know, and it makes sense. But you know, I mean, they did the same thing with PSVR. They didn't know if PSVR was going to sell. They made a certain amount, and it sold like crazy. And they were really hard to get for a long time. Actually, they're still kind of hard to get. Yeah. So So to finish his uh, email rant, uh, Sony advertised the game on television. Then it released in such limited quantities, it's impossible to find. I noticed this game didn't even chart among the top 10 VR games in June, despite a release in May and good reviews. Uh, What the hell is wrong with Sony? I just want to kill some bugs. That's Griftex, G-R-I-F-T-E-X on PlayStation Network. So that's that. It's funny he he asked that because I specifically brought that up to Seth Luisi and a couple other people. (laughs) And you could just see the look in their face like, we know. Yeah. 
Yeah, hopefully yep. they get that fixed soon. All right. Number four from Captain America, Chris Evans. Wait, this one says he's from UK. Wait a second. Uh, he hmm. says, hi, Glenn and Josh. Just a quick email so you have something to read out on next week's podcast. Oh, well, I guess we'll wait till next week then. Next email. Yep. Uh, for those listeners who are not familiar with Jodie Whittaker, a.k.a. the new doctor, then check out a British cult attack of the block, or attack the block, which they fucking redid here in the U.S. and it sucks. Uh, as a bonus, it also stars John Boyega. It is. It's a, it's a good movie. Keep up the good work. Cheers from Chris. I didn't know she was in that movie. Hmm. Yeah, the American one is god-awful. Fucking Ben Stiller. God, he sucks. All right, on to... But you love Tropic Thunder, right? I actually don't like Tropic Thunder that much. Oh. No. I, well, there's, there's one we agree on. I was, what the hell's going on here? Something's wrong. The only Ben Stiller thing I like, and it's not because of Ben Stiller, and actually I personally feel like he almost ruined it. I really like Dodgeball. But it's all the other stuff, and Stiller is just so over the top as usual and forcing it, and it, it makes my, my eyes roll all the time. Tropic Thunder, there's a couple thing I, things I like in it. Downey Jr. especially I think is hilarious. But, yeah. Um, and Tom Cruise is surprisingly good in it. But, yeah, I don't like Tropic Thunder that much. I actually was very bored. We're going to have to quit now. We, we agreed on something. Yeah, apparently. All right. Welcome to the last <laughs> episode of wrong. PS Nation. Cats are living with dogs. <laughs> Mass hysteria. All right. Um, next email from Zach Baker. All right. Uh, hey, I was listening to the show while playing Elite Dangerous. I think that Glenn was saying he wasn't digging the learning curve of the ED <laughs> controls. I'm not a hardcore gamer by any means, but it took me... It only took me one session to get a lot of the basics down. It's worth the time. Oh, I've got basics down. I just, I see the complexity and it it kind of annoys me. All right. I think it can seem intimidating to people, but if anyone out there has wanted a living, breathing, changing gameplay area, Frontier has done it. They're continually updating and patching the game. They're very good at communicating with the players Mm -hmm. what is happening the meta universe surrounding it is fun to get into, and the community online surrounding it is very welcoming and friendly. I encourage people who want to get in. What does he work for them? What's going? <laughs> I encourage people who want to get like into it. it for the meta universe. Do so now because in two weeks, I'm two weeks in, and there are big events unfolding within the game universe very soon, which you can buy for twenty nine ninety five at these stores. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Here, no. use my link. <laughs> um, uh, you were looking for emails, and I thought I'd throw my two cents in about Elite Dangerous. Great podcast, guys. Gets me through the long nights at work. Appreciate you. Zach, a.k.a. Bakersfield, Bakersfield. B-A-K-R-S. <laughs> He's the butcher of Bakersfield. His Ben Richards. Uh, Bakers, B-A-K-R-S-F-I-E-L-D, 89. <laughs> no, it, Bakersfield without me, basically. Yeah, it's not that I'm... It's not that I'm down on the controls or anything. I I just I saw the complexity right away, and I thought that the tutorials were good but not great. And also one of the tutorials on the stream, by the way, I have video proof of this. Uh, the tutorial was broken because it told me to do something, and then it never showed me how to do that thing. And then I restarted 
because I was like, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. And I restarted it. And then it, and a window that didn't pop up before all of a sudden popped up. And here's how you do it. So it was stuff mm. like that that you see this sometimes with games ported from PC. And again, it makes me think about that player unknown's Battlegrounds and, and how they're going to bring it to PC or uh, to console. Because you look at the controls in that game, especially. And, and, and the funny thing is, I own. Oh, I should fucking download that. I own Elite Dangerous on PC and I never could play it. It never worked on my machine. I have a machine that can play it now. Fuck, I'll have to download that. Um, it, it's just, it's complex. And I think for somebody playing on a, on a controller, they have to think about that. Uh, and I've got friends that ported um, that Kerbal Space program that is insanely complex. And all the work they had to go through to try to get that to console. And even still, it's pretty complex on console. And in those cases... I mean, it's Elite. I think it's Elite Dangerous is a fantastic game. I've watched a ton of videos on it, just trying to get um, an idea. And it's my type of thing, uh, you know, the kind of that big space exploration, no man's sky style thing. And and I just I had a really hard time on that when I was streaming it that one night, and I haven't gone back. I just haven't had time to go back. So yeah, but I'll I'll get back and play it. I will. It'll happen. I'll drink about a bunch of Red Bull, and that'll be my last uh, stream, because I'll die with a heart attack right in the middle of it from the Red Bull. Mm-hmm. And then the stream will be 12 hours of me laying there until the uh, paramedics show up to, to pronounce me dead. With drool coming out of my mouth. It'll be fantastic. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to say fuck Skype. Fuck Skype. Fuck Skype, because yeah. this second half has been brutal. Um, yeah, it really has. Yeah. I mean, it's already always brutal just to talk to Josh to begin with, and now I have to deal with this in-out, in-out bullshit. Come on. Fucking Microsoft. What? I didn't hear you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. All right. Uh, next week, who knows what the hell we're going to talk about. I don't even know. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to play that Archangel for PlayStation VR this week. And I'm going to try to get some of my stuff written, but ne- next Monday's my birthday, so I have birthday stuff going on all weekend. So I don't know what I'm actually going to do. Well, there is an embargo lifting on something on Thursday morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're aiming for another couple hundred thousand views on YouTube. Yeah, I, I re- <laughs> we, we got video footage, gameplay footage, and I had to review it today, and... Uh, I was yelling at the screen, so um, it's it's going to generate a lot of comments. I just have to get the editing done, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's a pretty fucking cool thing on Thursday. Uh, keep your eyes yeah. out. I'm hoping to get the video done by Thursday so we can get that posted, uh, but I have to edit the podcast tomorrow and everything, so we'll see if I have time, but uh, a really cool thing that I'm insanely excited for, and uh, it's, it's Josh this time, so you, you know. Yep. Uh, but, and yeah. there are reasons... <laughs> there are reasons for some of the gameplay stuff. But, yes, uh, yes, and that will be explained. I'll, it will be explained, and I'll just let the video. <laughs> it's going to be another one of those. It's it is like it's I got on our Slack chat tonight. I was like, Glenn was already doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was actually talking to the screen, and I was and and a lot of the a lot of the shit that was making me cringe and everything. <clears> oh, I'm cutting out just because there's whatever. But you have to edit it down because we have a lot of footage. But I was, yeah. I was like, uh, what do you call it? Like just, just getting uncomfortable in my chair and everything. I'm like, oh my god, just go! 
So and I, I swear I did not do it on purpose. I, I honestly I when I heard this was happening and when I heard what we were getting <clears throat> and what we were going to do with it, I literally thought to myself for about a second. I was like, I wonder if I should just fuck it. And I went, no, <laughs> just play the game and just do it. You know, the game, just let it fall where it goes. And yeah. Fortunately, there were controller issues and there were all kinds of things that yeah, just yeah. made it wonderful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's I think, I think part of, of it was that it's a game I'm really excited um, for. And, and, well, yeah. I was like, oh, I want to see this. And then, then you're, you're like doing this, doing this, like, mother, no, fucking, no, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I wasn't playing the way he wanted it. I'll be so I'll, no, I'll be the first be one. I'll be the first commenter on there, and I'll say, "Also, you are fat," because that always has to be in the comments. Of course, <laughs> even though there's no footage of you whatsoever, I'm still going to call you fat. Yeah, sure. Just let me know. Um, yeah, so that's going to hit Thursday. We'll talk about it on the podcast next week. We didn't yes. want to hold this podcast up. We definitely will for days just for that. Um, so we'll talk about that and yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's a secret. It's a secret. We'll know soon. Keep your eyes on psnation.com and our Twitter and our YouTube at the end of the week. And again, if you want to play some Warhawk next Wednesday, let us know in the forum so we know if we're going to create a server or not, or if we're just going to join another server. Uh, I will, I, I updated the post. So we're talking maybe starting at seven o'clock central time. Uh, that should give everybody a decent chance to get on with us. Uh, I will post a link to a Discord channel. So Discord's free. You can get it for iOS, for Android, for Windows. I think there's a Mac client. Um, But you'll just get into a channel. So you just have to create an account. It's all free. And just do the link. And that that, the link is the invite to the channel. And you can just leave it turned on, and we can all talk instead of using the shitty voice chat in Warhawk. And, um, yeah, so... Uh, hopefully some people want to get on and play. I put, I also put a link in, uh, the forum post with the, um, over to the PlayStation store to the bundle. And, and I confirmed that the entire bundle for Warhawk with all the DLC is nine ninety nine. So not a bad deal if you don't have it already, but get it downloaded, get the updates done. Remember PS3 updates were kind of a pain in the ass because you have to do them one at a time. So get all that stuff taken care of ahead of time. And, you probably want to plug in and check it anyway because there's been a couple firmware since then. and Yeah. And the store sucks on PS3. It crashes all the time now. I was trying to download some other stuff and it just kept crashing. I'm like, really? You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we are so spoiled by the PS4. It's not, even, it's not even funny when you realize how spoiled we are on the PS4 now compared to what we were on the PS3. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, folks, thanks very much for listening. Hey, we're a little bit longer this week. Not bad. Getting back to form. Yeah. yeah. E3 is finally, we're finally shaking it off a little bit. So, <laughs> dusting the crumbs off from E3. Uh, please let us know if you want to play Warhawk. Please keep an eye out for uh, the embargoed stuff that's hitting on, what is it, Thursday? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just... Keep sending us emails and, and stay uh, stay in the loop with everything you can if you want. And, and you know, keep engaged. We, we care about our community. We want to engage with you. So hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on the forums. Hit us up on email. Podcast at PSNation.com. Twitter at PSNation. Website at uh, PSNation.com. 
get out there, play some games. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Eucadian bye. Chernobyl bye. Chernobyl die. Nope. Chernobyl bye. <laughs> Chernobyl for life. die. Chernobyl for life. die. Eucadian bye. <laughs> My six-year-old's fast. And he's, he's, he's a good boy, too. He's turned into a really, really good kid. He's sweet and he's kind. And he doesn't have to be because he's really good looking. Yeah. Like, he is like 80s bad boy good looking. Like, Billy Zapka, sweep the leg. I'm fucking badass good looking. Fuck yourself. I don't have to be nice to anybody. Yeah, he's got these big brown eyes and he just looks at you and just melts your heart. Like, he knows he's good looking, too. That's what he does. He uses it to his advantage. Like, he practices looks. Like, he'll come into the room and be like, Daddy, what do you think about this? I'm like, buddy, that's a pretty good look. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he practices looks so he can melt our hearts. And that's the problem, is that I can't discipline him the way I want to. Like, I want to get upset with him and tell him what he's done wrong. But he just looks at me and, and just melts me. The, the only way I can describe it is, imagine you walked in on your wife or your girlfriend having sex with Ryan Gosling, okay? You're going to walk into the room, you're going to see you're going out with someone, you're like, what, what the fuck's going on here? And then all of a sudden, Ryan Gosling's just going to look up at you. And you're going to be like, dude, not cool, but kind of really fucking cool, babe. Holy shit. How did you get Ryan Gosling, babe? This is nuts. All right, you guys finish up. I'll be outside, but like, babe, I want the deets on this Ryan Gosling thing. Wow. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to get pissed. But like most beautiful people, you know, he's jealous. He doesn't want anyone pulling focus from him. He wants all the attention on him. So now his brother, he wants his brother gone. Gone. And I'm not talking about like out of the house. I'm talking about murdered, like dead, <laughs> out. Yeah, people talk about jobs. My, my job is to tell dick jokes to strangers at night. My wife's job is to keep people alive. It's like a real life game of Clue and she has to win every time. And I have a brother. We beat each other up growing up. You know, physical violence. That's, I was prepared for that. It's not what this kid is interested in at all. At all. He's next level. For example, my wife called me up and she's like, I don't know what to do with this. I was on the road. She's like, the, the six-year-old put a Monopoly piece in the three-year-old's favorite snack and then just left it there like a mousetrap. <laughs> and then called him over. He's like, Jonah, come get your peanut butter crackers. They're right over here. <laughs> yeah, mommy said to eat this one first. This is the freshest. And he ate it, and nothing happened. And the six-year-old's like, foiled again. How do you discipline that? You're going to tell that to go into a timeout? You're going to put Jason Bourne in a timeout? No, you're not. No, you're not. He's going to snap your neck and take your passport. You're going to wake up shirtless in the Philippines. I caught it myself one time. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know what we're going to do. I was in my house, and I, I was walking through uh, my living room. Actually, I wasn't walking. I was limping because I was faking an injury. My wife wanted to go pumpkin picking that weekend, 
and I'm not doing pumpkin picking during the NFL season on a fucking Sunday. So I fake the injury. I'm like, babe, I can't. I got, I got to do the. I, I've got problems. No, can't happen. So I'm faking my injury, and I'm walking through the house, and I see my three-year-old standing at the top of our stairs, just kind of like, hey, daddy, just waving his hand, daddy. And my six-year-old is beautiful. My three-year-old is funny. The kid is funny. He's just a funny kid. It's like I'm raising Black Swan and Chris Farley. That's the dynamic I have happening in my house. So he's like, hey, daddy! <laughs> and I'm like, hey, buddy, come on. Don't stand there. You got to come down or go to your room, but that's not a good place. <laughs> and for those of you who don't have kids, look, three-year-olds can walk around, move. They have, all that is, they're fine. But every once in a while, they just look like they lose all motor function at once. <laughs> Inexplicably, they look like Kramer going through a door on Seinfeld. They're just fucking all over the place. So you really got to watch them. So I'm, I'm like, buddy, come on. You got to come down or go back. And he's like, eh, he's standing there. I'm like, oh, I have to go get him. So I take a step up the stairs. I'm trying to limp up the stairs. And before I get two steps up, I just see my six-year-old pop his head out of his room. And he doesn't see me, but he sees his brother. And he's felt weakness. Yeah, like in his room, his little spidey senses went off. And he's like, oh, it's time to murder a motherfucker. And he sees his brother dangling at the front step and he goes for him. So again, me being a good dad, I'm like, you know what? Bullshit. Let's just see how this thing plays out. Okay? Got carpeted stairs and an iPhone. This is how memories get made. This is how brothers become brothers. So I watched this son of a bitch... Yeah, I watched him walk up behind his own brother, his own flesh and blood, and he takes him by the shoulders and then face first over the front step like this. Whack! But then he holds on to him, pulls him back, turns him around and looks at him and goes, I saved you, and then disappears into the shadows. And I just stood there. I was like, oh shit, this kid's a gangster. He doesn't give a fuck about physical damage. He's starting from the inside, guys. He's building trust up. That's what they do at POW camps, by the way. Yeah, I got a Guantanamo baby on my hands at my house. Gitmo baby. 